hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. It could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah! <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. gentlemen welcome to a new brand new spanking new episode of mission star podcast um let me just double check something here okay yeah so i i, I may sound a little weird tonight or if i am not like having audio going on the entire time is because i have pushed to talk for tonight's episode um but uh also, also tonight, as i uh, kind of let out a small burp into the mic as as as, as, as as tradition, um, with me as always to talk about everything in the gaming news in the past week is another thing. Greg Dietz. Hey everybody, I'm playing some Destiny Two, trying to earn this stupid Sparrow. How how stupid is it? Uh, it's actually really cool looking. It's just it's it's a, it looks like a sleigh. Ah, I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. The, the problem is is that you have to earn material to make cookies and if you make 12 different cookies you get the sparrow the problem is is that um one of the materials which is um uh i don't remember what it's called basically like you can only earn it by doing um three different things and one of them gives you five every time you finish it so i'm uh i'm just grinding that right now yeah i'm i'm Yes, I was gonna... it's, it's, that's mindless. I'm, it's mindless shit. Like I'm just shooting things right now. Okay, I was gonna respond earlier, but I was typing something actually. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, guys, um, you know how the show works. We talk about game news in the past week. We go by topic, topic, ten minutes each, sometimes longer, and then uh, we discuss them and we give our thoughts, and then we post them on YouTube and on Twitch and various other their podcast services. But before we get to that, let's begin the news. Okay, so. Oh. Oh wow, that's awesome. Sorry, before we start, Valer just popped in with uh with a, with a nickel, a whole nickel in bits. Uh, but it it he put hashtag charity at the end, and it says that um, twenty one thousand nine hundred nine dollars has been uh, raised towards direct relief, and they'll be doing that for another fifteen days. So guys, if you're in, if you're, yeah, if you're in the if you're in the charitable mood. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, quick side note. Yes, uh, Twitch is allowing all the bits that are being uh, bought throughout December to be donated uh, to charity. 
uh, by doing that. So yeah, absolutely do it. Thank you, Valer, for 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 doing that. Um, all right, so. First topic of tonight for today's podcast, uh, we're going to have Greg here actually talk about his thoughts on Smash Ultimate, because he has the game, he's played it. Um, I've been hearing an awful lot of people loving the game, uh, people watching streams, people playing it, and uh, going through story mode and multiplayer and whatnot, but, but the, you know, take don't take my word or anybody else's word for it, but take Greg's. So Greg, what do you think of Smash Ultimate thus far? Um, I'm, I'm really, really digging it. It's, uh... It's, it's, it's a bit different than past ones, as in, like, so uh, certain characters now, actually every single character's ultimate is, or smash, is, um, it's not cheap. It doesn't feel cheap. Um, now, what I'm saying by that is there are some, that, like, let's take Sonic or Yoshi, for example, right? How you would control their their, their ultimate. You would, you would fly around the screen and sometimes fuck up and, like, be off the screen, like, away from the the platform when your ultimate was done and you would accidentally die, like, that's no longer a problem because now Sonic and Yoshi have uh, direct smashes. Their smashes do not require you to do an extra thing. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, so absolutely, like, absolutely. Like, yeah. You, if you activate Sonic's smash, you don't control him in, in super, super Sonic mode. He just flies, he flies in a zigzag type fashion across the screen trying to knock you up. Um, and Yoshi's is like, you have to just be kind of near the player to um, hit them with it. And then it goes into something very similar of uh, Captain Falcons, where uh, you'll hit them with like a, you'll hit them with a Yoshi, a Yoshi with uh, wings. And then it knocks them into a screen where it just shows a bunch of Yoshi's running over that player. Or that character very similar to uh, Mufasa getting killed. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, so stuff like that I really, really enjoy because uh, there have been smashes in the past that feel very cheap. Here, I don't feel that any of them are cheap. So. Okay. Um, so one of the things I've noticed from a lot of people is... Um, and it's, and it's funny too thinking about it because like in in the modern age of fighters like you know it when you unlocking characters like they're already come unlocked um, or as the game is and then the DLC uh, if you buy it you know will be at attached to this or attached, attached to the game. Um, it, it's funny seeing Smash Brothers uh, in this day and age still in the uh, in the thought of like you have to unlock characters by playing uh, much of the game either multiplayer single player what have you um, rather than have it all unlocked or people even even saying like you know why is there an option you know to to pay to unlock all the characters um so it's kind of funny just kind of seeing that talk uh by the game wait wait uh, did you say why isn't there is that what people are saying no people are saying like you know like in this day and age of like of, of fighters no 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 repeat what you said i said that um you i'll i'll, I'll repeat the last sentence not, not <laughs> oh, oh, like, I, what it sounded like you, what it sounded like you said was that people are complaining that you have to pay to unlock all the characters. No, no, no. I'm saying that there's there's people saying that they they kind of want that option to pay to unlock all the characters. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of understand that and the idea that like that's you know like we live in the microtransaction era, so 
people kind of expecting it is definitely makes sense to me. People wanting it doesn't make any sense to me. Then again, it didn't take me that long to unlock all the characters, like maybe five hours tops. Um, I would argue that the problem that I have is... Oh my god, I just died. Um, I would argue that the problem that I have is that there are too many characters. I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> when you when you only get eight out the gate and then you have to unlock everybody else, it becomes extremely daunting. Like, to the point where it just, it wasn't that much fun anymore. I can imagine, um, I can imagine so. I can mean, like, if you're grinding for so long um, to unlock everybody, it's going to wear on you. Depending on how big of a Smash fan you are, that is, too. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, like I said, it doesn't, like, it does not make any sense to me that there were so many unlocks. That just straight up does not make sense to me. It should have been, like, you get 40 characters, some of them new, and then you unlock the rest. That's how it should have been, in my opinion. Having it, again, having it be 8, and then you have to unlock 64, it's too much. Like, just way too much. That being said, that's a minor complaint. Because, again, it didn't take me long to unlock all of them. There's a way to cheat the system. Um... And on top of that, like, there's so much fucking content in the game with a story mode, a side story mode, a, uh, you know, the online play, the classic mode. Like, there's just so fucking much to do. Like, I'm, I'm taking a break from it right now because I, like, there was just, there's just too much to do. So <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. Um, they definitely packed a lot of stuff yeah. into this game. Like, they definitely, and it definitely shows. Um, not to mention, like, they are continuing the game with more additional characters from the looks of it. Um, so this game is uh, nowhere near going to be, I want to say fully complete, but, like, uh, a, a void of any content. Yeah, yeah, there's, it's gonna, they're gonna, like, well, that's what I love about the spirits so much, is that that's, that's an indefinite way to keep adding new characters to the game. You know, like... I can't wait for Joker to be added to the game, which, by the way, spoiler alert, that was a thing. Um, <laughs> not Joker from, from Batman, by the way, Joker from Persona 5. And, um, uh, <clears throat> what, what, what I, what I like about that, why can't I kill that thing? Sorry. Um, what I like about that is, is now we're going to get Persona characters in uh in smash and not and not just like okay so for example with with the spirits i know i'm kind of distracted man i said i said it was going to be mindless but my the guys that i'm playing with aren't doing anything um uh i should just let them handle it even if it takes them an extra couple minutes um What's what's really cool about that is when you when you play this when you play either World of Light or Spirits Spirit Board, you get um, you get to see characters from other franchises that you've played. So, for example, with uh, Metal Gear Solid, you get you can see Meryl, you can see Otacon, you can see uh, one of one of the funs I think is really funny is that uh, you can see Pan's Pan's Ortega. Now, if you know who that is. 
you know her fate. Which I assume you do. If you know her fate, great. Anthony, do you know her fate in the in the Metal Gear Solid games? I do not. I need to okay. play it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was four. Metal Gear Solid four. Um, uh, you save her because a bomb was implanted in her. Oh. But she dies okay. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I did see that. That was in the trailer actually. If, <laughs> Yeah, if you, if, if you, yeah, I think it blows, yeah, she blows up, whatever. If you equip her spirit to your fighter in Smash, you start the match with a bomb. Oh, wow. That's, that's crazy. At the same time, I've been, I've been, I've been hearing a lot of um, people who play into the single player mode, like there are some very uh, creative things Nintendo is doing with some of the characters that represent that spirit in some capacity, yeah. which is really cool and creative. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, th like that's that's another thing about spirit mode that I really like is it's very creative on how how you're fighting these spirits because it's not just like you know when I go in and I and, and I'm about to unlock the spirit of like I don't know Meryl from not Meryl but uh, what was the girl's name that was on Moo Moo Ranch in Ocarina of Time? Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I forget her name. Yeah, but. but yeah. Yeah, but let's say I'm about to go fight her. Like, her thing will be that she's actually attached to, um, like, like, like Zelda, right? And uh, Zelda can only do, um, like, one specific type of attack that represents that character. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, no. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely really cool what they're doing, and I, I really appreci appreciate what uh, what they're aiming for um, with each yeah, character. So. But that's, I mean, that's, that's what I really enjoy about World of Light. That's what I really enjoy about, about, um, the spirit board is that it, there's just potential for so much more, so much being added. So I really, I really dig that. Um, uh, classic mode is really fun because again, it's not just beat six way, six levels of characters, then fight master hand. Some characters have special little things. So Yoshi's whole thing is that he has to fight dinosaur characters. And the reason he uses quotation fingers is because he'll fight other Pokemon that look like dinosaurs or, or lizards of some kind. Uh, Charizard, Bulbasaur, what have you. Uh, there's one point where you fight uh, King K. Rule. Um, but his boss is not Master Hand. It's Rathleo, Rath, Rathleos from Monster Hunter. Nice. That's awesome. So it's, it's things like that that make it fun, that make me want to play each... Dude, beating the game with either Richter or Simon is awesome because you fight fucking Dracula. Full on. It's not, a, it's not a silly fight. His, his head is the only thing that takes damage in his Dracula form, and then his beast form, he's a goddamn pain in the ass. Nice. <laughs> I love it. So that's great. That's what I love about it. That's what's so fucking cool. Like... And here's the thing about the Dracula model. It's only there. It's not a fucking trophy. Or not trophy, but yeah, it's not an assist trophy. Uh, Alucard is an assisted trophy, but not Dracula. So, there's, it, yeah, it's just a bunch of little things that just make me very happy that the game exists. Nice. Awesome. Yep. And there you have it, guys. Greg's thoughts on Smash Ultimate thus far. 
All right, going from one game that has having incredible success to another game, also a franchise that has been on a dumpster fire on top of a, another dumpster fire, and it just continues to just get bigger <laughs> every week, it seems. Uh, okay, so we're talking about Bethesda, and I got the news story here for a second. Alright, can you still hear me by the way? Yep, you can. Uh, okay, cool. Just double checking. Alright, so this was uh, reported on Kotaku.com from Luke Plinkett. Uh, Bethesda support leaks Fallout 76 customer names, addresses, and phone numbers. Some of the people submitting tickets to get the replacement Fallout 76 canvas bags have encountered a surprise. They've been given access to parts of Bethesda's support system, including the ability to open and close tickets as well as check other customers' personal information. The loophole has since been closed, but not before a number of users on Reddit and the, company, and the company's forums claim to have been shown all kinds of things they should not have been, uh, have been shown. Jesse Pye, for example, says, I'm receiving every single one of your support tickets on my Bethesda account. Mostly it's receipts for your power armor set requesting a new bag, these receipts contain all your info, your email and home addresses, and the card you used to buy this extremely glitched game. Radio, uh, radioactive trinket, meanwhile, says, I, I went to this, uh, went onto the support website today to update a ticket of mine, and surprisingly, or not, I ended up being able to see all sorts of tickets with people putting their personal information in them, like receipt, screenshots, names, addresses, and so on. Um... And it goes on to explain other people's uh, reaction as well as, uh, as well as um, the, the, the situation around it. But in general, Bethesda has been dropping a ball a lot <laughs> since since Fallout 76 has came out. Um, and there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of uh, things that, that that they're doing PR-wise that they're just continuing dropping the ball. So, um, they had in a sense said that they fixed it and they've um, notified people about it. But this, it, it, it's kind of astonishing looking from afar, just like how how much of a mess this is with Bethesda and, and with Fallout 76. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely like, there's, there's aspects to it that are a mess. I would say definitely like getting people the product that they paid for in terms of the canvas bags. Like, that's absolutely like... The fuck are you guys thinking but like my argument is gamers have a tendency to be very um uh melodramatic and um um oh my god melodramatic and uh not opinionated that's not the word i'm looking for When you think you deserve something. I don't know. What thing are you talking about? Oh, there he goes. Sorry. Okay. Um I hope that audio I mean look look at let's like let's let's look at some other games that have been happening right now. Um When when uh, talking about Smash Brothers, like you get 74 fucking characters and the potential to make a bunch more via the Miis 
And people are sitting there going like, well, it's it's not good enough. It's not good enough because I didn't get Waluigi or I didn't get Gina or some stupid shit like that. Like, are you kidding me? The whole game can be thrown in the trash because you didn't get a character you wanted. Like, you entitled fuck. Entitlement. There we go. That's the fuck. Jesus. Yeah, it's on um, my tongue too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just It's just crazy to me that people act that way. Now, that being said, those people that bought the canvas bags are entitled to the canvas bags. They have a right to be pissed off. When you buy a game, yes, the game doesn't need to be buggy. Like, not even kind of arguing that. Like, Bethesda, come on, guys. Like, I know your games are notoriously buggy, but this is a bit much. Yeah. This is a bit too much. I was about to say, like, you know, to play to play devil's advocate, like, Bethesda's, when it comes to a good majority of them, they've always been buggy. People will kind of just, like, put it to the side because behind those bugginess was a was a pretty good game with the exception of this time around where like not only is people not liking the game but it's also buggy on top of it so well you know i think you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there anthony i think people are are not liking uh fallout 76 because i don't think they realized or they didn't pay attention to the type of game it was. When you and I watched the the reveal at E3, do you remember the reaction that we heard? Yeah. Like, it wasn't people going, I get to play in this world that's basically Minecraft, but with a fucking Fallout skin over it. Nobody was saying that. We had to remind people of that. So I'm not terribly surprised that people didn't understand what the game was and now we're pissed off about it. But you don't, you don't get to not have buyer's remorse. That's not something that you have the luxury of just going, oh well. You you get to live with your buyer's remorse. You get to live with the fact that you bought something you don't enjoy. Period. I mean, now, to, to point out too, they, Bethesda did say, like, before the game came out, it's going to be, in, I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing here, but it's going to be a rough start. So No, we... no, 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 no. What, what they said, Anthony, was that... Um, they didn't say that that the game was going to be rough. They said the beta was going to be rough. They never said that the game was going to be rough. Hmm. I'll, I'll, they, yeah, I'll, 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 um, what's we looking for? I'll, I'll, I'll faulty to, to, to what you're saying because I, I'm hearing otherwise, but I, it could be completely something else. They, yeah, they, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like it's it's. Here's there's a, there's, there's there's points to the story, Anthony. The point I'm getting at there's points to the story where I I side with the customer, and there's parts where I side with Bethesda, and to me it's crazy that that's the situation. Nine times out of ten, I side with one or the other, but I understand where some of the customers are coming from, like the game right. being buggy, and for some people just straight up unplayable, which I've seen. Like, they just can't fucking play it because it's so goddamn buggy. That's not right. Like, fucking get your shit together, Bethesda. Not getting a product that you paid for, i.e. the canvas bags, yes, be angry about that. You wanting a refund because you didn't realize the game was basically Minecraft with a Fallout skin over it and that the only story was lore based on shit you pick up? Go fuck yourself. That's on you. That's not on Bethesda. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the point I'm getting at. And and I would now play devil's advocate and say like, well, if that was the case, then 
could you say that Bethesda was not, maybe they weren't as clear as they thought to people as they were trying to be about what this game is? Um, I'm going to throw this out there, Anthony. I'm not the smartest person in the world. Sometimes I'm an idiot. Sometimes I don't pay attention and I picked up on what the fuck it was. They have no excuse. There's no playing devil's advocate for them. The guy that the, the guy of the footage uh, who knocked over a bunch of shit in that GameStop because he was mad that the game wasn't what he expected. Not okay. I mean, this in, in general, but like, yes, I agree with you on that. Um, like being disappointed, I totally get being disappointed. Totally understand that. I have been disappointed by games in the past too. Trust me. Trust me on that. Yeah, we've all been but, we've all been burned on games in the in the past or in, in sure. today's. Uh, uh, fucking uh, no joke Andromeda Mass Effect Andromeda was that for me I was very excited about it and it just turned out to be a big old big old turd you know what I did fucking was like oh well I'll tell you oh another game I spent $60 on and I didn't like I maybe spent 10 hours in the game Monster Hunter World really wow yeah it just wasn't for me wow interesting okay I know people love it, and that's great, but it just wasn't for me. Interesting. And huh. so you know, you know what it does now? It just sits in my account, sitting there because I paid sixty bucks for it. Wow! Like, I'm not trying to get a refund because I fucked up. And you know what? That's how I view all these people getting pissed off at Bethesda because they didn't expect the game to be what it was. Again, then this is not from the angle of ducks bugs or this is not from the angle of you know bethesda not fucking meeting promises with product like that's not what my argument is and this conversation yes spent you know it comes from the the fact that bethesda is you know the way that they're handling the canvas bag thing is kind of is wrong definitely not right <laughs> but on the other hand people need to have people need to fucking take a chill pill Point, kind point, of relax a little bit. Point to every gaming outlet that gave it like low scores. <laughs> um, I will say, I will also say one thing though too is that um, I, I feel like Bethesda would have Fallout 76. Like it's, it's going to be an ongoing changes. They're going to be improving the game over time, and there's there, there's enough time and room for Bethesda to, to really fix the game or to get it to a, at, at a point where um, they want it to be. In a given time, and I'll point and I point to No Man's Sky, where people hated the hell out of No Man's Sky and all of this and that. But then, like a year or two later, they're able to maintain, keep up with the game, uh, bring in new content, able to fix what needs to be fixed, and now people are m much more less inclined to hate it and take uh, take a chance on it. And there was definitely a time where like people did. Sure, I, I, I and I totally see that. I'm I'm just also going to point out that. Uh, I think that gamers, especially, can be very un uh, unfairly harsh towards um, people working in the game industry. You know, it's there's a lot there's a lot of factors that go into stuff, and I think that a lot of people don't put certain things in perspective. They just a lot a lot of people are knee jerk, and I I don't think that's fair to devs i don't think that's fair to anybody working in the industry or on the game itself so i just i think the, the, my point is is people need to relax stop you know getting so goddamn angry 
That's all. Goes without saying. Goes without saying. All right. I mean, you would think so, but here I am saying it. <laughs> ah, good point. Good point. On to our next topic at hand. Okay, so our next topic is something we talked about last week, actually, about the Epic uh, uh, Store launching, um, or I think it was actually, was it prior to the Game Awards, or I, I know what we were talking about last week in regards to can they take a mod. When, when are we talking about the Game Awards, by the way? Because you said I thought that was the second topic. Oh, no, no, I meant the second to the last topic. That's what I said. <laughs> what's the what's what's the last topic? Because if it's if it's uh, the Overwatch minute, that's barely gonna happen. Oh, okay. Well, then that's yeah. Yes. It's just, it's just, <laughs> honestly, the it's the winter event. There's nothing special about it. Fucking uh, the same the same game types are there. New skins that kind of suck, except for uh, Junkrats. That's it. <laughs> that's literally for the for their winter event. And I'd rather spend more time on the game awards anyway. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Your little thirty seconds of Overwatch minute, right, right here. All right. Uh... Overwatch thirty <laughs> seconds. There you go. <laughs> um, but this, in regards to the Epic Game Store, uh, you know, and this is something I thought at first, like it was, I was kind of wondering how this would play out initially. And once I'm started, once I started to realize watching the Game Awards, what Epic was doing, they were quite literally like taking game, not taking games, but like. People that you would know that were pretty huge or pretty big within the game industry um, are going straight into Epic exclusively, and I'm and I'm, and I'm, and I'm sure it's for a for a time period. My guess is, but just off the bat, it just seems like Epic is uh, going toe to toe with Valve right now. Man, let me bring up the news story actually about this. Okay. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so this is from PCGamer.com, written by Samo Hordy. Some Epic Store games are pushing back to scrap scrapping Steam releases. Um, Satisfactory, one of the upcoming games you'll be able to buy on Epic's new store will no longer be available on Steam with two others, Robo Galaxy Outlaw and Genesis Alpha 1. Will be time exclusive for the Epic Store, developers have announced. First-person first factory builder Satisfactory has removed its Steam page entirely, and Jace Verlet from the developer Coffee Stain Studios posted a video clarifying that the Epic Store would be, quote, the only place you're able to get it, unquote. He promised to answer uh, more questions in the future Q&A. Spaces answer Sim Genesis Alpha 1 will also launch exclusively on the Epic Store in January, 20, January publisher uh, Team 17 said in a Steam, uh, Steam post. The wording, quote, we can confirm that Genesis Alpha 1 will not be launching on Steam on January 29, 2019, unquote. Makes it sound like it will come to the platform at some point. Developer Double Damage's announcement was the most revealing. It confirmed yesterday that its space combat sim, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, will exclusively will release exclusively on the Epic Store and will be available elsewhere after 12 months. The decision was in part fueled by the, a desire to produce a cut that stores such as Steam take from the game sales, it said. Valve currently taking or takes 30% of the uh, cut of the sale, whereas Epic will only take 12%. And you can read on the full details in this link I will post in the chat here in a second. Um, but yeah, no, Epic Epic Games like they they are it's a full on it's a full on assault. Like you're seeing an actual like game devs are launching exclusively on the Epic Store versus on Steam. Um, and there are some pretty big names that are already on there. Super Giant, the guys who made Bastion, 
uh, Transistor launched, literally announced their game on Early Access on Epic's new store. Um, Ashen was another big one that was announced exclusively to the store. Um, they are, they are, as you said, Greg, they are taking on the indies. They're bringing them in. And they're, um, they're, they're going at it. Yeah, they they want, they really really want to uh, show the industry that um, they really want to show the industry that they're they're, they're basically tired of the shit. They're tired of the of the nonsense they're tired of steam and and other companies kind of taking advantage of the little guys and they 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 were the little guys so now they they want to they want to help they want to they want to be there for them so yeah it's um i'm i'm very curious to see how this plays out but it, it definitely it epic is definitely taking in the right direction of where it want to go to um and the direction and where they want to take it versus what steam is doing um and obviously we talked about last week but like taking that uh that much of a uh cut for the devs really helps them out um and the reason why they can do is because fortnite has been so successful for them that they, they can do do stuff like this um yeah so yeah like it, it definitely leads them to definitely uh take i won't say chances but like do things like this in order to see how it pans out like he see how exactly the response is and thus far um a lot of people are, are enjoying enjoying the fact that they can go on that platform and you know sell their game and able to be exclusive um and get a be better pay, uh, pay cut than valve is giving them um and in what is interesting to me about that is that you know i remember hearing this quote and i'm not sure where exactly i forgot where it came from but like it was basically doing enough to make valve give a shit to the point <laughs> yeah yeah and to the to the point where you know when valve announced that they were doing like their 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 price arrangement or how they're going to do with with their uh dev payouts um they're gonna say like it was in response to epic but you know in, in you know inside like it totally was um so oh yeah absolutely so yeah, like that that definitely showcased that, you know, Epic is definitely they're definitely they're definitely on they're definitely onto something. Um, and they're definitely going toe to toe with them right now. And there isn't much on the store yet, but anything in due time. I'm very oh, curious yeah. to see how things turn out. Um, not to mention like the other caveat they have right now is that people who use their engine, like they get five percent um of that uh, engine that was it they they use the engine to make their make whatever game they make that five percent usually you would have to pay if you're on steam other or other platforms um you don't have to pay for that when you're on epics so that's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good incentive for a lot of game developers out there absolutely i uh i'm really i'm really happy that something like this exists you know like it, it's 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 been much needed and yeah, i don't know i just um uh I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. I agree. Like it, it, it's finally. It took this long, but it, it's, it's finally nice to see a fire lit under uh, Valve's ass. Like it was long overdue uh, for some real competition against Valve and, and their storefront, um, because there's no. There has been other people who have been out there. Yeah, like as Valer said, like Ichio is, is out there. Um, you know, good old games is out there, but like nothing, nothing to the to the size of what Valve is, or nothing to the size of the, the right. Steam that, is. I think that's that's the important thing is that Steam, 
Steam is a juggernaut. And they they arguably have a monopoly on that on that area. Not entirely a monopoly because like you said other things exist. But um when devs when indie devs go to make their game, they're not looking to put it exclusively in one place. They want everyone to play it. But they also want to get their fair compensation. Steam's not doing that. And so, but because they're a juggernaut, how do you take down the juggernaut? Well, you have another juggernaut compete. That's how you do it. And competition is good for everybody, straight up. They're just good for everybody. So, you know, Epic throwing their hat in the ring is going to teach Steam that just because they're a juggernaut doesn't mean that they can hurt their 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 community. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's... You know, a, a god can bleed, essentially. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, taking the reference from 300 there, but, like, you get the picture. <laughs> um, I mean, I got the picture, but I wasn't expecting a god can bleed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the landscape, and it's it kind of paints this picture of, you know, if we're having... You know, this, this idea of games being time exclusives to certain platforms, kind of in the same vein as what consoles are with some games to be time exclusive or exclusive all alone. It's going to be a very interesting time to kind of see like the PC market kind of echo the console market if it goes in this well, direction. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. The, the benefit to me of Epic having their store like this is they could potentially move it to console too. Like yes, true, if a game, even if a game, even if a game is exclusive to Epic Store, that doesn't mean much for the PC gamer. That just means they have to buy it there. And as long as it's not fucking Origin, or uh, or Steam at this point, it's it's just a better user interface, better for the consumer, better for the developer. Then they're going to win straight up. And Epic, you know, it, you know look at what they do with, with, with fucking Fortnite. It's on everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I I'm, I support it hundred and ten percent. Just I just I sincerely hope that in like ten years time, when it's when it's succeeded to you know past the point of just like beating Steam, like it's just it is the way to buy games on PC, um, which I totally see that happening in a decade. I hope they don't get a big ass head, because we we're seeing that happen a lot with like these kind of. Like, Twitch, this little indie company who's letting the people stream via da 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 and like now it's a pain in the ass. So it's like I don't want to I don't want it to get to that point. You know. These these companies that grow exponentially I spit on myself. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely get what you're saying though. Uh, so. yeah, no, I just... Alright. I, I don't I want I don't want things to go bad. <laughs> Oh, so we're talking about the Game Awards now? We're going to talk about the Game yes, Awards? Yes, it is finally time. I'm going to hit the switch button here to transition. And and let me also just do this as well. Stop. Start. Okay. All right. The Game Awards happened. And there were a lot of stuff. 
Greg, you took now, a now, now, I took a lot of notes. You ready to go through them with me? Yes, lay it on me. All right. So I, I also did pre-show. A lot of people didn't talk about the pre-show, but there were some awards happening during the pre-show that I think were, and, and some stuff that they showed that I think is cool. So the first thing that we see is Jeff Keighley explains the point of the Game Awards to him and why he's fought so hard to make it a good show. Uh, basically going through the going through the facts that uh, gaming to him and, and to everyone else watching has always been something of, of an important, has always been something that meant something. And to watch other people kind of talk about gaming who don't really know gaming, and you see some of that this year with the fucking Gamers Choice Awards on CBS. Um, uh, it, it's, it's really hard for certain people to understand why it's a viable art form. So he, he just wants to, he wants to put that on the spotlight. That was the whole point of the show. Um, and then it starts off with a trailer for a game called Sayonara Wild Hearts, which is coming to the Switch, which is like a, it's a, it's a rhythm game that looks really fucking cool. Um, and I want it. Actually, I think it's out on the Switch. But, um... Best action game went to Dead Cells. That surprised yeah. the hell out of me. When I was looking back at the VODs, and I was like, what? It beat Call of Duty? <laughs> like, like I went fully expecting Call of Duty to win that category, but wow. Dead Cells. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> uh, then they showed a trailer for a game called Journey to the Savage Planet, which... Looks like it'll be fun, but it's also it was also like just a cinematic. They don't have any actual gameplay yet. But they kind of explained it, and they were like, "It's a direct story. It's you know, it's nothing weird." But um, uh, best RPG went to Monster Hunter World, which I got um, right by the way. <laughs> okay, I don't remember what I chose, so and I talked to like eight different people, so I'm also like. Maybe I chose that one. I don't remember. <laughs> right. Now, just like some of the games I do remember, I predicted. Those one of them I remember choosing. <laughs> um, best esports team went to Cloud Nine. Uh, best esports game went to Overwatch. Best esports event went to uh, League of Legends World Championship. Best esports host went to Strox. Or just Jocks? I don't know how to pronounce this. He's, he's, the, he's the Russian guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the fact that like Jeff Keighley did a smart thing and just talked, or just said their nicknames instead of their actual names. Because like, I was looking at that list yeah, and was like, yeah. oh, wow, how do you do that? <laughs> um, best esports coach went to Reaper. And best esports mo moment was, uh, C was Cloud9's comeback in CSGO. Like, they were down by a lot, and they just fucking fought back all the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a trailer for Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe coming to consoles with new content, and also it is the new content's coming to PC if you have the game already. It's, um, a, it's a really good game. It's really fun. You guys should play it. Best student game is Combat 2018. Don't know that game at all. Uh, and then the last trailer before the main show was Among Trees, which I don't remember what that game was. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> uh... So during the main show, the first thing we see, which brought a tear to my eye, was, and I just wrote down the big three, so I'll try to remember their names. We had Reggie fils mm -hmm. um, the uh, CEO of both Sony and, and Microsoft, or the 
Phil Spencer. PlayStation. And, uh, Sean Phil Spencer. Sean Lady. And Sean and, La- and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was those three on stage basically talking about why gaming is important. And each of them in an interview after the show were basically like, Jeff did this. Jeff put this together. Jeff, you know, basically told us that this is not about competition amongst the franchise or amongst, amongst these companies. It's, it's, it's about the celebration of gaming. And to, um, to have competition during this in that regard is ridiculous. And that they agreed to basically be on the stage together. So I was just like, mm, see, gaming is important. <laughs> it, it was a pretty big moment just watching that. And it was, it, I described it as seeing like, it's almost as equal as seeing LeBron James, Tiger Woods, and Aaron Judge like together. Like it's kind of on, at least to me, that's on that level of like, holy shit. Like these, these are like momentum, like players in the game right now it, it is insane to have them just kind of together in one place to talk about whatever or to announce whatever is coming up next yeah um so then they did a big old orchestra uh intro that was like ba- the the music original music for the game awards which was really cool uh then they announced best narrative and that went to red dead redemption 2 which was not terribly surprising yep a lot of a lot of stuff went to Red Dead that night. <laughs> uh, they got four awards, so I'll get to that. Uh, people think like they're like they got a bunch of awards. I was like they got four. <laughs> they got four, but um, I wouldn't call that a bunch considering. Right, uh, we heard your name an awful lot that night, though. So, eh, we did hear their name a lot, but that was on different things, not just award winning. Um. So then we had a new trailer for the game that I'm probably the most excited about, which was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. That was... Which is exclusive... Exclusive... Uh, yeah, it was a huge surprise to me. That was surprising. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the game doesn't look, like, super good, but then again, if you took the character models from the other games and got them real close, they would look kind of wonky as well, but... Yeah. I, um, I feel like that was on purpose, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine it'll be, like, a $30 game on the Switch, which I'm excited about. Um, Industry Icon Award went to Greg Thomas. He did a lot of work on the Super Nintendo. Um, there was one franchise that he pioneered, and I don't remember which one it was. But yeah, he did a, he did a lot for the industry, and it was great to see him get uh, recognition for it. Uh, there was a trailer for some Rocket League DLC that I won't whatever. Um, it was like a new car, a real a real car you can play in a fake game. There's real cars in that game already. That wasn't the first one. Another real car you could play in a fake game. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, most of the 2K franchises. That's right, boy. Um, And then uh, Best Performance went to Roger Clark for Arthur Morgan. Um, Not the one that I thought deserved to win, but then again, I understand why. I wanted the guy from... uh, 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 The guy who did Kratos. I wanted him to win. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, so, so, so they had a guy from, from Ubisoft come out and talk about the new thing from, uh, guys, I play Rocket League. You don't have to tell me what's in the game. (laughs) Um, uh, basically if you played through Far Cry 5 at the very end, some, some, uh, missiles, some, some nukes hit the ground and 
their next game, which just called, doesn't have a number, it's just called Far Cry New Dawn, um, basically takes place after that, but like well after that. <sighs> yeah, the team fat ones for Greg Miller. <laughs> Shut up, Valerian. <laughs> Feels good. Um, Feels good to be on this end, finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new trailer for a game called Hades by the guys who made Bastion and... Um, the fuck's the other game they made? The Supergiant game. Transistor. Transistor, thank Fire. you. Yeah, I, I need to get that. I need to get that game. It looks so good. Ugh. Hades looks awesome. Yes. It's in order to yeah. access right now on Epic's uh, game store. I did, I did have a good laugh at uh, Justin McElroy's comment, by the way, about uh, Far Cry New Dawn. Was, uh, the, the guy goes, uh, we're taking Far Cry where we never have before into the post-apocalypse. And he tweets out, he goes, that's probably the most uh, non-self-aware thing I've ever heard of a game announcement. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally agree. Like, each game feels a post-apocalyptic. Absolutely, so, especially yeah. recently. This is like, oh, this yeah. is this is the trend now. All right. Yeah, it's, it's really funny to me. But um, so we had a gameplay, uh, a trailer slash gameplay for a game called Ancestors: The Human, The Humankind Odyssey, which is basically like you play as pre-evolved humans for a hot minute. And it looked very. I was very confused. Like I didn't know if you played from one era or if like. You played one era, and then you would end that in a story, and then it would jump ahead like a few million years. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, there's a trailer for a game called Scavengers. I don't remember what that is. That doesn't stand out in my mind. No here. Um, so then we had uh, Best Score Slash Music went to Red Dead 2. Uh, best Audio Design went to Red Dead 2. Best art direction went to Return of the Oberdin. That was I, I you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. That the, the way that game looks looks fantastic, so I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I was I was fine with it. Best mobile game went to Florence. I haven't played it, so I have no idea. Yeah, I was expecting uh, Fortnite to win that one, but I was like, all right, well, okay. So this one this one surprised me because I thought that the best VR AR game was going to go to Beat Saber. But it went to a game called Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is exclusive to the PS4. Mm-hmm. Now, here's why that surprised me. Because I hadn't heard of the game ever. Like, until we read off these awards, I hadn't heard of it. I've been, <laughs> I've been hearing an awful lot about that game for the past month or so. Of like, And these are people I've been listening to, like, podcast-wise, gaming journalists, or like, uh, gaming outlets. Um, saying that this game is possibly the best VR game, period. And they're high, high praises about Astro. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm hearing now, too. So, I mean, if, if it's that good, I guess it does deserve the best AR game, so or best VR game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they showed a trailer for Anthem Story, and that got me even more hyped for Anthem. Um, I really do feel like that game's going to be a lot of fun. Though I do, I do have to warn people, like, Everything that I've watched, everything that I've read, everything that I've heard, this game is going to be a mix between Destiny, um, uh, Mass Effect, and um, uh, Monster Hunter. Like, 
understand it's going to be a grind game. <laughs> Gonna grind a lot in that game. It's 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 designed to be a grindy game. I guarantee it. You see so, lots of numbers pop out of out of creatures and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, but I think that like. You know, one of the devs was talking about, like, you're going to see a piece of armor that you're going to really want, but there's no way you can get it because you're not either A, high enough level or have enough materials, so you're going to have to grind that shit. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I know what kind of game I'm getting into. Right, but It just right. looks like it's also really fucking fun to play. Like, verticality, but in an open space that's like Monster Hunter? Like, y yes, please. Just, yes. Yes, I'm totally action-based. I'm into it. Give it to me. Um... So, uh, right after that, they had a live orchestra, which was music from Anthem, which was really cool. Uh, if that's the music I'm getting in the game, I'm 100% behind that. Uh, and then there was the trailer for something that people had kind of seen coming because they sent out fuzzy dice to a bunch of people in the game industry. Uh, it was a trailer for Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel. Yeah, um... Yeah, that's really cool. I played the crap out of CCR. Um, it's, I, I would dare say, maybe maybe better than some Mario Kart games, but um, at the time at least. Um, it's a, it, well, it's it's a good racing game by by most most standards. Um, will this remake be as good? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of feel like if you just uh, give it the treatment you gave to Crash 1 through 3 with that remake, I'm, I'm okay with with CTR just as is, and then just like a graphics upgrade. Anything anything extra is cool, but I think that, you know, that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm, um, I'll, I'll definitely get it, because I think, it'll, like, if it has online play, I'm down. 100% down. I'd be curious to see how I do against other people, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, best content creator went to Ninja... Uh, uh, not surprised kind of yeah <laughs> I mean I get it like yeah he had like the only controversy he's really fucking had is like I don't play a game with women like that's it yeah and, like his his argument is understandable I don't agree by any measure but it's understandable yeah I, I, so I understand it for sure barely fucking counts as controversy yeah um and then we got uh Oh, I'm sorry. We got, a uh, got a trailer for a game called The Outer Worlds, which kind of reminds me of 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 uh, Borderlands. Like, like oh, it's cool. right, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a shooting RPG or shooter RPG, but it's funny and has a very interesting art style to it. So yeah. I'm, I'm into it. I think I think what kind of turned me off partially with some of these trailers is they all kind of look the same. It's kind of that same vein art style where it's like it's simplistic. At the same time, it's also kind of post post uh, post as well. So I I don't agree with that. I think uh, quite a few of these stood out. I think the Outer World kind of blends in with certain games, like maybe Rage Two and Borderlands. But we also like. I would say that the post-apocalyptic idea is becoming a bit too oversaturated. It's becoming the new zombies in video games. And I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, let's, let's tone it down, guys. Let's tone it down. Let's yes. dial it back. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, there was a trailer for Dauntless, which comes out April April 2019. 
which I'm I'm interested to play. I can't say that I'm excited about it because I didn't enjoy Monster Hunter, and Dauntless is very Monster Hunter esque. But I, you know, I, I could like it more. I don't. I have no idea. Uh, then there was a trailer for a very cutesy indie game called The Last Campfire. I'll, I'll probably play that. Um, and then was something that was really fucking cool. So right after that, Joel McHale came out. And he did a few dad jokes about hosting in the past and playing Fortnite with his kids. And you're just like, oh, that's cute. He thinks he's a gamer. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he announced the best esports player. Um, and that went to Sonic Fox. Now, if you remember, mm-hmm. to our listeners, Sonic Fox was the guy who beat Goichi in uh, Street Fighter. Or, uh, sorry, Street Fighter. In Dragon Ball Fighters during Evo, uh, with the seat switch rule that other people didn't even fucking know about, um, he went up on stage and <laughs> poor guy was like nerve wracked. You could tell. Oh he yeah. Did not, like he was, you know, he's he's he was kind of scared, but he went up there and he was just thanking everybody who supported him and and uh, you know thanking his competitors that he's gone up against and being just a humble guy and then and then he takes off his he takes off his his uh, uh furry hood i don't know what to call it i i i yeah i, I would say hel- like helmet? His, his helmet yeah mask yeah <laughs> hel- helmet mask <laughs> um uh takes off the furry head i guess you could say and uh fursuit head there you go thank you Blair. and um he was much more audible at that point but, uh, you know, he wanted to make a point that he was like, he was like, look, here's the thing. I'm gay, I'm black, and I'm a furry. Everything a Republican hates, and I'm the best goddamn esports player and best, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters player in the world. So go fuck yourselves. Like, I thought that was a really, like, fun way to kind of handle that. Because he's not wrong. Like, if you remember when he won... What kind of shit did you hear a lot of? Anti-gay, anti-furry, and a little bit of anti-black mixed in with how much people hated that he did the seat switch thing. People couldn't fucking handle what he did, so they had to attack who he was. And that's not even like, it's not his character. That's not what makes him a person. Those three things, those are just attributes of him. And uh, I I loved I loved it I was I was so happy that he won I was like he deserves it fucking full on so yeah absolutely and I think that what he did like was fantastic I mean you know representation is very important to a lot of people and the fact that he went up there and saying like hey I'm I'm gay uh, I'm a furry I'm black you know that's that's huge for that's it is huge for for a lot of people and for. Oh yeah. So for 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 doing that, like you know, I commend him tremendously. Um, it takes a you know. Here's the thing, when you're minus, I wouldn't say the black part necessarily, but kind of in the same vein. When you are not like everybody else, when you stand out by by just being a thing, but still present that to the world, that takes an immense amount of bravery him publicly saying I'm gay and I'm a furry 
That takes some brass fucking balls. And I know that him doing that is going to help a lot of other kids be able to break out of that shell. So Agreed. Very, very agreed. Um, but uh, right after him, so we'll move on from him because we could talk about that whole speech for like a fucking solid 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> my Twitter still hasn't calmed down, Valer. <laughs> I still see a bunch of shit about Sonic Fox daily. Same here. There's a, there's a conservative guy named Ian Chong. I yep, say. I saw him too. <laughs> uh, Miles, Ian Miles Chong. Anyway, he's he's a um, he's a super strong right winger gamer, and he has been actively trying to find ways to to smear Sonic Fox's name, and it. Like, the fucking biggest stretch that he could find... Yeah, fuck that guy. completely agree. But the biggest stretch he could find was that, like, months ago, Sonic Fox was in a thread with a guy. Like, this dude, like, kicked a fucking cell phone out of a girl's hand. Like, backflip kicked it out of her hand. And Sonic Fox was talking to a bunch of people. He was like, I want to buy that guy a beer or some shit like that. I want to buy him lunch. I don't remember the words that he used. But basically, then Miles was like... Miles Ian was like... Or Ian Miles, whatever the fuck his name is was like, uh, so, fun, so Sonic Fox thinks it's okay to assault women. I was like, bro, did your arm hurt from stretching that hard? You should stretch that hard before you fucking try to attack someone's character. But yeah, it's he's an awful person. But yeah, this shit like that, because now Sonic Fox is, is extremely famous. He's very popular. Yeah, yeah, and very much so right now, yes. As Mugatu would say, he's, <laughs> he's so hot right now. <laughs> uh... But uh, but moving on, we gotta gotta we gotta move on. There's a lot to talk about. Um, there was a trailer for a winter map being added to PUBG. No one gave a shit. Um, then there was something fucking rad, Anthony, and I know that you're into it. They announced that the uh, I think it was announced right then. No, it was not. They had a live performance of Devil Trigger. Oh yeah, that was great. It was a badass. It was. It it, it was so it was funny. I was watching. I was watching the stream through the Djibouti Show Twitch channel, and I enjoyed the song and everything. But you know, it's couldn't help but laugh. Like when when they start when he started singing and just like, oh, this. It, it it's it's it doesn't sound as as I thought. I mean, obviously because like there's no um, editing. I think it's, it's live. live. Yeah, live, so. live performances always sound a little weird. Yeah. So, but I I still enjoyed it. It was still super cool. Like I just like in my yeah, seat. I thought it was awesome. I that's that song is like I don't play a lot of, sorry I don't play a lot of that uh, that franchise, but that song is awesome. Yeah, that's not great. So I was I was totally jamming out to that for sure. <laughs> they showed a trailer for a new MMORPG that's pirate themed called Atlas. Yeah, I saw that too. Which, I was just like, wait. At so first, it... at first I was like, is this more stuff being added to Sea of Thieves? Like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's. This, I was looking at this. It's like, is this? Isn't this the Sea of Thieves? And then, like, it's a new game, or like, entirely, like, different games. Like, oh, huh. Is this a better Sea of Thieves? <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is a better Sea of Thieves. Um, uh, and then they showed, oh, best indie, best debut indie game went to The Messenger, which is deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, best fighting game went to Dragon Ball Fighters, which is no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, best family game went to Overcooked 2, which, again, that was surprising. Piece. That was surprising to me. I thought they would go to Super Mario, but, like, no, it went to Overcooked 2. Yeah, I did too. I mean, but, but when you think about it, like, Overcooked 2 is, uh, 
it's it's I don't know it's it's a better family game because it's it's easy to have your kids just be like all right you stay there and you just keep bringing tomatoes like <laughs> right yeah uh, whereas like other other party games might be a little bit more cool. uh, best strategy game went to Into the Breach that indie game yeah you I remember you calling that one because I was talking with you about that mm-hmm. um and then they showed a trailer for. I it I just saw the hashtag the Dreadwolf Rises. Oh, that was saying, yeah. That, that's for um, Dragon Age. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was seeing a lot of people say Dragon Age stuff, and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> uh, best independent game went to Celeste. Cool. Which is well deserved. Fantastic. Yeah. But here, here, so here was the thing that people missed. So they gave the award for best indie game, and as they're walking up on stage, you see on the bottom of the screen. Celeste also won uh, Games for Impact Award. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, so, like, people missed that kind of stuff. Like, they just weren't seeing it. Um, and both awards are well-deserved. Uh, then we saw a trailer for a game called The Pathless, which kind of looks like an endless runner, but, you know, I don't know. It looked it looked cool, but I, yeah. I, it's definitely an indie game. It looks pretty sick. I want to check uh, it out. A trailer called Survived By, which looks like a very goofy, silly, multiplayer, top-down RPG. Um, and then we had a live performance from a song from Red Dead Redemption 2, which was very cool. Nice. Uh, and, then a, and then a very interesting trailer for a video game, Stranger Things 3, the game, but it takes place between Season 2 and 3. Yeah, that was interesting seeing that. Um, I it's technically a sequel to to game wise because there was a Stranger Things game that I played, and this is the sequel to that game, but also a sequel to I don't know. It just I it mean ties into I, I I like the fact that they're keeping the aesthetic of like hey the Stranger Things like takes place in the eighties, uh, and they're keeping that motif of the game, which is like an eighties like uh, beat 'em up type of game so it's like okay that, I, I know where we're going with that yeah. that's cool um so right after that was a really cool thing uh they had ed boone come out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be giving the award for best sports slash racing game and as he was like let's look at the nominee uh you see scorpio spear come through the the screen a little bit and then it shows a surprise announcement for mortal kombat 11 with with uh, raiden and uh scorpion fighting and then at the end, you see like Scorpion's old school outfit. It's it was it was marvelous. It was great. <laughs> it looked very cool. It looked very cool. Um, and then and then he actually did present the the best sports racing game, which went to Horizon uh, Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, that was great. That was a great moment. Like I was. Uh, and then, and then after that, was a actual gameplay slash story trailer for Psychonauts Two. Yes, I. I was surprised because I was looking at the trailer. I was thinking like, "Oh, is this more content for the VR game that they were doing?" Um, but then when it, when I saw that there is an actual sequel, full on sequel, I was like, "Oh shit! Wow!" So that's awesome. So I've I've known about the sequel for a hot minute uh, because um, you guys you see if Larry in chat says Toilet Four best character. Well, long time ago. Uh, before they even started the Kickstarter for uh, Psychonauts 2. Um, Funhouse was just getting started. 
and they do a show called uh, Open House where people can send in questions. And one of the questions was, like, what franchise do you think deserves a sequel that hasn't got a sequel or some shit like that? And James was adamant about Psychonauts getting a sequel. So, um, he, uh, so the Game Awards happened that, that specific year and they showed that it was going to be getting made, but they needed to kickstart it, right? If you remember that, Tim Schafer came out and all that shit. So then the, the, the joke came up on Open House again later. It might have been a different show, but I remember James talking about it where he's like, I want to voice something in that show. I don't care if it's a fucking toilet. That was the joke he made. <laughs> so then this long online petition started trying to get Tim Schafer's and, and, and um, Double Fine's attention that James Willems wanted to voice a character in the game, specifically a toilet. So they brought James in and James is voicing a toilet. Nice. <laughs> um, don't know where, don't know how, don't know when in the game, but he's going to be voicing a toilet. So uh, now, like, Tim Schafer knows Funhouse very well and James very well. Um, so it's a whole thing. And apparently uh, James, James had no idea that that trailer was going to be shown at the Game Awards that night. He had no fucking clue. Nice. So he was, he was very surprised by it. That's dope. But yeah, so I'm very excited about it. Um, and then something that I still haven't played, but I've downloaded. Uh, the uh, Devil May Cry 5 trailer demo is available on Xbox. Yep, which I'm super jealous about. But yeah, that, <laughs> that demo is out on Xbox One as of right now. Yep. Hope, hope it comes to PS4 PC soon. That's the demo, because I like to play it. Mm. Mm. Sorry. Uh, best game direction went to God of War. Sick. Yeah. Best action adventure game went to God of War. Yeah. Uh, there was a trailer for... Um, so, unfortunately, from what I understand, Fortnite, or Epic, was supposed to announce the the uh, custom map creator uh, for Fortnite and uh, during the Game Awards. But... That got leaked, so they had to release it a bit early. But they still had another surprise, and that was basically like, once user-created maps become more popular and there's more to show, they're gonna just drop user-created maps in the middle of a, on the Fortnite map where Risky Reels were. Right now, there's just a giant empty fucking blank like block there. And if if things have been added to that spot, great. But I haven't seen shit yet. Hmm. Um. But it's really cool that they're basically throwing user-created stuff in the middle of the fucking Fortnite map. Um, then they showed a long trailer for Rage 2, which comes out May 14th. Uh, which I, I'll, I'll play. It looks fun. It really does look fun. Yeah. Makes the, makes the first Rage look like fucking garbage. Gar well, I mean, it was already garbage. Well, yeah, I was to say, like, yeah, it's not hard to pull off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then they announced best ongoing game and best multiplayer game, which both went to Fortnite. And if you remember, I argued best ongoing game definitely deserves to go to Fortnite because of the of how often and how much content they add to the game. Yeah. Um, then there was uh, a surprise announcement. Um, <laughs> Joker from Persona 5 is going to be the first DLC for Smash Brothers. That aside from Perno Plant, but you know, yeah, that's a prize. I think everybody, like I, 
the thing about that is I was watch I was at home I was by by that time and I was watching the uh, the stream, and at first when the persona when Joker was on on screen it's like oh you can release a Persona Four port to Switch which I think may happen anyways, um, but when but it was going on and uh, after he turns the envelope to so to show the Smash logo I was like oh shit, like this this is happening um, which. You know, unexpectedly, nobody, nobody saw saw it coming. Um, so, which then uh, the follow up interview, I think uh, Reggie put out there saying that they they want they the reason why they showed off Joker at the Game Awards is to pretty much set the set the uh, the the atmosphere or like what's the word I'm looking for like um, pretty much set it to where anything is possible for the most part. Within reason, um, but like anything is possible as far as like who's going to be in the game, and what the next four characters are going to be. So, it's it's crazy times. I, I'm, I'm well, loving I mean, it though. There's just there's just potential for a lot of new spirits to be added to the game via you know Persona franchise, um, more uh, uh, trophies, more just content, and I just love that. So I really really hope that the next pieces of DLC aren't just like more Nintendo characters. I hope they're really, they, they really branch out and grab somebody from different franchises and shit. So we'll see, but uh, just, it, know, it was confirmed that they're all guest characters, not Nintendo first party. Really? Where was that confirmed at? Um, I need to bring up the article again. I need to look for it, but like, I remember Reggie, I think it might be the same interview or saying that it, it, they're all guest characters. So it's, I have a feeling my gut is telling me if this is the direction they're taking, in terms of like what they want to bring in, I can easily see Banjo coming in easily. Crash Bandicoot easily. All those rumors about the uh, characters. Banjo will be difficult. Banjo will be very difficult. I know because Microsoft and Rare. Well, right. I, 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 we'll see. I feel like I'm not saying enough. impossible. I'm not saying impossible. I'm saying difficult. Right. I, I feel like there's enough there for them to to get it, to get him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But no breath being held. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see, where was I? Oh, oh, they, uh, they had a, um, uh, the orchestra did the smash theme live, which oh, was yeah. really fucking cool. I love the fact that, like, every so often throughout the entire night, like, it was a commercial for smash and just a reminder, like, hey, after the Game Awards is over, you can play smash afterwards. And it's a consistent reminder the entire night. <laughs> Uh, I see, uh, oh, sorry. I see the kid from Scribblenaut being a, um, cis trophy, for sure. Agreed. I don't think it's going to be a, uh, a roster spot on, on Well, the I team. just, I mean, it's less of that and more of that. It just makes sense feasibly. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know how you could play him outside of him just being in this trophy. But, whatever. Um, but then they announced Game of the Weird, Game of the Year. And as much as I agree with that it's deserved, I was surprised that it was God of War. Same here. Everybody thought it was going to Red Dead, especially that, uh, during that night. And the, yeah, oh yeah. the fact that God of War uh, won it, um, it was crazy. It was nuts. I, it, like, I would have not guessed that. Did I guess? What did I guess for, for our predictions? I want to say, did I guess God of War? I can't remember if I did or not. I need to go back and check. Uh, 
but yeah, I don't, I don't again. I don't remember who I who anybody voted for, but um, yeah, but yeah, it was it was more or less surprising because it just seemed likely that it was going to that it was going to uh, Red Dead. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's deserved. Like if you played the game or watched it being played, like you know how fucking good it is. So yeah, the game is fucking fantastic. It looks it's beautiful. Fucking... The story is great. The voice acting is pretty awesome. It's all all anything about God of War Four is just nothing above just really really good. But yeah, that's it for the Game Awards. It was a it was a much better show overall um, in terms of production, in terms of how things were done, like. I'm really happy that Jeff Kaplan basically was just like, is like at this point, like why hire a celebrity to host a show when gamers know who I am and I can just do the job the way that I want it done. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I, it's interesting. The fact that like people are saying like the game awards are kind of the Christmas or the December E3 edition, which you're not completely wrong, but at the same time, like what Jeff Kelly has done in terms of bringing the game awards and, keeping at it like he has definitely turned this into something much much a bigger thing and much more of his of his thing he's been wanting to do for quite some time um, well it's already it already it's already happening to him this year but it's going to be happening more and more to the point where he's not going to have to have he's not going to work because all that's going to happen is that all these companies are going to come together and be like we want to be a part of your show we want our trailer in your show yeah um, definitely. he's not going to have to make calls anymore like there's going to be a like he's going to at some point he'll just be the host <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's all he's gonna do so yeah definitely so shout out to jeff definitely doing some big things i mean he's worked hard over the past six years to make this thing what it is now and a lot of failures along the way let's not forget the joe McHale hosted one. Oh yeah yeah oh yeah that was that was rough <laughs> it was real rough that was probably the worst of them oh, absolutely absolutely well then, guys, that has been the Game Awards. We already did the Overwatch Minute in our middle of our podcast, actually. So, <laughs> but, yep. So there's just, there's just like it sucks because there's nothing new about Overwatch at the moment. Like, I love the game to death. Don't get me wrong. I just bought something from Overwatch that cost me twenty bucks. Don't get me wrong. I'm still in love with the game. It's just hard to do a new segment when nothing cool is happening you know what i'm saying like oh the 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 blizzard event or the 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 winter event a stage is covered in snow and some of the characters get skins that kind of fucking suck except for junk rats (laughs) like i'll get i'll get lucio's skin because it's a new skin but uh. (laughs) right yeah definitely definitely um so that being said um, that's going to do it for this podcast, guys. Um, so yeah, um, again, uh, first off, first off, shout outs to, what was it? 445 people, so, well, more than it actually subscribed to the podcast, which astounds me. Um, but shout out guys, to did, did I say something wrong? Did, did, did I say something to keep you guys here? <laughs> I know, right? We were doing something right. I don't know what it is, but, um, yeah, you guys have been awesome and, you know, I'm surprised by how many people are actually listening to our thoughts and opinions uh, for for this long. Like it, it, it legit gives me a little bit of um, of uh, imposter syndrome. Like, I immediately saw that was just like, why? 
<laughs> I know, right? It's the same. It's basically the same feeling of like, you know. And I posted Twitter on Twitter. It's just like with uh, a gif of Patrick. It's like, who are you people? Like, why are you listen to our opinions? But at the same time, you know, for as long as we've been doing this, I'm not surprised. You know, just of like our thoughts and opinions over the years, and just how they've evolved and changed, and kind of keeping up with the game industry. So, you know, yeah. Um, but before we gloat, before we gloat on about our of arousing success on the podcast tubes. Um, Greg, where can they find you on the internet? You can follow me on Twitter um, and uh, what I'm going to call the dark web Tumblr. Um, <laughs> it's, where, it's, where we, it's where we start all our porn. Uh, no, you can find me on Twitter, ch- uh, Twitch, Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox. Search just Chub Rock Geek, because I guarantee you'll find me. I guarantee you, you'll find me. So, um, I like to do a lot of things in terms of gaming and argue with people online. So, come do that with me. Um, but also, I do a podcast with my buddy named Josh. We do it's uh, called All Cued Up. So, if you search All Cued Up Podcast dot com, or just go and search All Cued Up on any of the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. What him and I do is we watch two shows in their entirety on a, on a streaming platform, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu Plus, what have you. Uh, we review them in their entirety. We talk about the show, the whole thing. We don't leave any episodes out. Well, we don't talk about each episode, but we definitely don't leave anything out. Um, and then we grade them. We grade the shows. So We actually recorded one today, as of recording this, uh, where we talked about... Um, a movie by the Coen brothers called the ballad of Buster, the ballad of Buster Scruggs. And, um, and the, uh, what was the other show? Oh, it was a show on, on Amazon prime called homecoming by the same guy who did, uh, Mr. Robot. Starring Julia Roberts. So nice. That'll be out on Friday. Uh, it's a good episode. We had we had a fun talk. I kind of went a little too hardcore on the philosophy of things, and I picked up a few camera tricks that were meant to mean something that he didn't, which I thought was really interesting. Hmm. But okay, cool. I can't really go into it because of spoilers to Homecoming. So right, right, definitely. Cool. But it's it's if you watch Mr. Robot, you know what kind of like camera tricks and shit he does. Gotcha. All right. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, good. That's that's all queued up podcast.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at the effect of Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at missionstarpodcast.com. Uh, this podcast will be going up on this Friday. Uh, the segments will be going up throughout the next week. Um, and uh, yeah, we're on again Anchor and other podcast internet tubes, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Um, what have you. Just look us up on Google or what have you and uh, you can definitely listen to us in any capacity. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for watching as always. Um, Okay. Alright, then uh, yeah, I just saw that Greg and alright, this is where the podcast ends. There are no after show today um, because Greg is tired. And uh, yeah. Look, when when, when you do fucking graveyard and then immediately wake up to do two podcasts... Your brain's just kind of like, all right, stop. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, which is fine. 
Um, but yeah, not the show today, but uh, definitely tune in next week. Um, I will say just ahead of time, there probably won't be no podcasts on the week of the 26th or 24th Christmas week because I'll be down, I'll be up in Northern California visiting my, my parents. So no, no, uh, no podcast for that week. But other than that, we'll be back next week for another podcast, another day, another week of gaming news. And uh, with that being said, let me get this outro ready. 